1: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson
2: Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's already Wednesday. I know, right? Isn't that kind of cool? You got a four-day work week. Goes uh, pretty quickly. Uh, Welcome to it. Welcome to it. We've got much to get to. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Well, actually, I do. Let's talk about if you are relying on the government, if you are really relying on the government for just about anything, particularly with regard to uh, public safety, uh, if you are reliant on the government for your public safety, you are scrod. I'll just say scrod instead of screwed because it sounds, uh, I think it sounds a little smarter. Oh, my goodness. I was very badly scrod. You know, that that didn't sound good. Anyway, uh, you're kind of screwed. You're kind of screwed if you if you rely on the government to I don't know uh, uh, maintain the economy. You're kind of screwed if you uh, depend on the government to some degree to uh, maybe uh, I don't know uh, allow exploration for fossil fuel on our. On our shores to bring down the cost of fuel, hey, you're pretty much screwed. Now, if you if you regard to public safety, for instance, uh, if you are relying on the government to pre- prevent a madman, uh, despite all of the red law red flag laws in the world and all of the restrictions on uh, you know assault rifles and whatnot, and you are relying on the government, you think that's actually going to work to prevent some sort of madman getting hold of a gun and shooting up some sort of gathering, as we've seen in the last three th- well three of them recently, all young men. Uh, all with uh, able to get weapons and uh, to commit acts of uh, ungodly violence. But if you expect the government to stop that before it happens, you're wrong. And if you expect the government to do something about it once they arrive, uh, most probably you're going to be wrong. Excuse me. For instance, Uvalde, Texas, Uh, people waited for the police to go into the building. They, They got inside the building immediately after the shooting started. They stood outside the door for an hour while the madman proceeded to go ahead and murder a bunch of kids and teachers. Yeah, and so they stood outside waiting presumably for a key or some sort of support that never arrived until a guy who actually worked for the Border Patrol was sitting at a barber chair and he said, I hear my wife just called me and said that there's a madman at the school shooting people. Can I have your shotgun? please and the barber said okay go and he went into the school and he stopped it and then of course after all of that happens after the government isn't there before during after they'll blame you for the problem They'll say, well, you know what? You're a uh, law-abiding, Second uh, Amendment-appreciating constitutional uh, person, patriot in this country, and you know what? The reason why this madman was able to go ahead and get weapons despite all of the laws that would prevent him to do that, it's your fault because you wanted one in the first place. There you go. So if you are hoping that any sort of answer is going to come from the federal, state, and local government government, For just about anything you depend on, you're pretty much going to be screwed. If you live in New York City, and you, you maybe you you are under threat, maybe, I don't know, you've got a restraining order against your, your boyfriend, uh, and you want to get a concealed carry permit. Well, Kathleen Hochul has said you can't do that. You can't carry it on to, uh, into, into, uh, daycare. You can't carry it on the subway. You can't carry it anywhere. And ultimately, you get your head blown off by your boyfriend as you're strolling, you know, pushing the stroller with your three-month-old down the street. Yeah. That's what you can depend on the government for. I could go on and on and on. How many times do we have to have the ball dropped? I'm not saying this is an indictment of all politicians and all people to get into public service. But I would say their track record as of late has really been spectacular. Absolutely remarkable. And then on top of all of that, you can't rely on the media to tell you the truth. (laughs) <laughs> you can't rely on the media to tell you the damn truth. Right now, the uh, the trustworthiness of the media about eleven percent of us, about eleven percent of us believe in the mainstream media, and that number is going down. Do You know why? Because they lie all the time, and they are all uh, in the tank in the tank for a political ideology. For instance, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but this uh, Robert Bobby Cremo the third age 22, who was the shooter in the Highland Park tragedy on Monday, killed seven, injured 20 more. They put pictures of him at a Trump rally wearing a Where's Waldo outfit. And they're thinking, aha, he's a Trumper. He's one of those white supremacist Trumpers. And he is, And then it turns out, no, not really. He's actually a big, gigantic fan of Antifa progressive groups including the democrat socialists of america and uh, the occult he apparently worshiped satan there you go there you go has ties to Antifa. one social media picture shared his dark antifa outfit throughout his social media posts he shares Antifa and progressive symbology although joe biden says that antifa doesn't exist Evidence reveals Cremo is not a Trump supporter. He makes fun of Trump and his followers on his social media posts. He attended a Trump event, again, dressed as Where's Waldo. It appears to be sarcasm and an attack on President 45, who he may also consider President 47. And he apparently was very obsessed with the number 47. He said he wanted to kill President 47. And then all of a sudden, the... You know, concern or interest by the media in this shooter's political inklings and leanings suddenly disappeared. Suddenly disappeared. It's just crazy how that happens. Cremo's uh, work is also very dark, uses an icon throughout his social media. The icon comes from a mystic set of magic circles, pentagrams, and imaginary chakra symbols, collections of icons with witchcraft and occult handwriting letters. And his mom and dad were pretty complicit in this, too. I'm going to get to all of this, how he got his weapons. Dad even signed for it. Dad even sponsored him. After the police had been called to their house and he had threatened to kill everybody with a whole bunch of knives and swords. And the police confiscated the knives and swords and all of that. But he was still able to get the weapons that he needed to murder a bunch of people. Highland Park, Illinois, by the way, largely Jewish population. It appears it may be anti-Semitism, which also goes uh, hand-in-hand with many in the Democrat left. And Antifa may have been part of this as well because he went into a synagogue. He went to Casa Synagogue a while back, and the synagogue kicked him out. Wonder why he was in there. The uh, shooting suspect in the Highland July 4th parade attack possessed an Illinois firearm owner's identification card enabling him to legally purchase guns in the state. CBS reports that the suspect had a FOIA card since 2020. PBS noticed that uh, County Major Crimes Task Force Christopher Covelli said the shooting suspect legally purchased five guns over the course of a year occurred in 2020 and 2021. Cobelli explained that the suspect bought at least two rifles, some pistols, possibly a, a shotgun. He indicated the firearm uh, the suspect used was similar to an AR-15. Of course, that, that's the red flag for the media because the AR-15, oh, God, it's the worst thing ever. If you dehumanize, dehumanize the shooting and all that, just make it into a gun that looks scary, then, uh, you know, you can go after the Second Amendment. He didn't provide specific caliber of the rifle or any other specifics regarding the make because they don't know. But here is a uh, Highland Park uh, police uh, 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 spokesperson
3: talking about some of the things that they've learned about the shooter. Information from two prior instances that occurred here in Highland Park. Uh, The first was in April of 2019. Uh, An individual contacted Highland Park Police Department uh, a week after learning of... Mr. Cremo attempting suicide. Uh, this was Generally, a-
2: an attempted suicide would be a red flag. Just a red flag.
3: Delayed report. So Highland Park still responded to the residents a week later, spoke with Cremo, spoke with Cremo's parents, and. Tell oh, that whole
2: killing everybody and
3: all the, you know, the weapons you got from my room
2: out there that I built myself outside the little shed kind of looks a little bit like Ted Kaczynski's cabin. It's nothing. It's just nothing. Let's go back to playing video games and hanging out.
3: The matter was being handled by uh, mental health professionals at that time. The second occurred in September of 2019. Mm -hmm. A family member reported that Cremo said he was going to kill everyone and Cremo had a collection of knives. The police responded to his residence. The police removed 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword from Cremo's home.
2: Other than that, I mean, he's perfectly fine. And it's kind of funny. It says here that uh, it says here investigators are still interviewing Cremo, but they have not able to determine his motive. Here's his motive. He was freaking nuts. There you go. I should be a private investigator or a public one. Paul Cremo, his uncle, has since told how he was behaving normally on Sunday night, living in his little shed outside of the house after, you know, collecting all the knives and daggers and guns and, you know, and and spray-painting the side of the house with a shooter, literally spray-painting the side of the house posted on social media. A shooter, man, a silhouette with a happy face, you know, the happy face, the uh, have a nice day happy face on it with the guy holding a rifle, kind of like the picture of... uh, the assassin of uh, JFK, you know, that kind of. And then over the side it said, the word's dead on the, side of the, uh, on the side of the wall. But other than that, there's nothing to see, nothing to see at all. The uncle says he claims he showed no signs of violence despite YouTube rap videos in which he glamorized school shootings. The shooter's motive for yesterday's attack again remains unknown. But, uh, you know, he was pretty insane, pretty pretty much. And he was broadcasting the entire world he was going to do this, and nobody caught it. But it's your fault because you support the Second Amendment. Don't you know that? Don't you know that? Lake County State's Attorney uh, Eric Reinhardt announced charges against the Highland Park shooting suspect and then pushed for gun control that already exists in Illinois and Highland Park. They would call this uh, doubling down on failure or even uh, grasping at straws. Grasping at straws. I think grasping at straws is a good thing because you don't know how to accept the possibility that, I don't know, everybody in charge is inept. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On Highland Park had banned assault weapons in 2013 had the FOIA card, uh, you know, issued by the Illinois State Police. Uh, That's a a licensing uh, mechanism for those who want to own and buy a gun. Only individuals with a FOIAD card can possess a gun. There's all the red flag laws and whatnot. You got to have a background check. You got to have a waiting period for the guns. Cook County had also uh, banned uh, uh, high capacity magazines. Neighboring Lake County, the city of Highland Park had the assault weapons ban, large capacity magazines and whatnot. And and all of these red flags, all these red flags, not seen, not seen, not seen, not seen, kicked out of a synagogue months ago. That's why I said that. I'm going to get to uh, more of this and also the defense attorney, they've got an attorney already, the family of uh, Bobby Cremo, who says, you know, there's nothing to see here at all, and we didn't do anything, and do darn it, why didn't the state do anything? And the state's like, I'm, I'm darn it, I didn't see anything. Uh, we've got uh, we got some audio from the lawyer who's being retained who said that, you know, there's nothing to see here, but oh, I think the reason why they hired a lawyer would uh, say otherwise. The number here is 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. Your calls are welcome. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech maybe you should move down to Cuba it's the Rob Carson show
3: I'm gonna relay some information from two prior instances that occurred here in Highland Park Uh, the first was in April of 2019 Uh, an individual contacted Highland Park Police Department uh, a week after learning of mr. Cremo attempting suicide Uh, this was a delayed report. So- Meanwhile,
2: the police were able to arrest two 11-year-old girls who had a uh, lemonade stand down the street and uh, and they didn't have the proper permitting.
3: Island Park still responded to the residents a week later, spoke with Cremo, spoke with Primo's parents and The matter was being handled by uh, mental health professionals. By
2: the way, this just in, and this is unconfirmed. Apparently, Robert Cremo, three days before the uh, shooting on the 4th, paraded by the police station, waving a banner that said, I'm going to go on a shooting spree, and he sang a song associated with it. And they said, eh, nothing to see here, pretty much. Pretty much. The suspected gunman in the horrific Fourth of July massacre on uh, Monday was allegedly kicked out of a local synagogue. So he's an Antifa member, a, a Democrat socialist, which I believe the guy who shot up all the people in the Buffalo grocery store were as well. So uh, you know, if you want to talk politics, the politics of mass shooting. Let's talk the politics of mass shooting. Let's talk about what Antifa has done in the country. Let's talk about what Black Lives Matter has done for the country. Let's talk about what happened to the country in the summer of twenty twenty. Okay, let's let's look at the real causes of, some of these things. But this isn't only the cause. These are just the only things that kind of made it okay. And I'm going to get to that in something that I said and have been saying for years about medicating. Our kids. Last night, echoed by Tucker Carlson, what I said yesterday morning on my show. Though beliefs have yet to establish a possible motive, as do Robert uh, E. Bobby Cremo's opening fire on the Independence Day parade growers, the uh, heavy Jewish presence in the Highland Park uh, area have led some to speculate at the time of the attack it may have been anti-Semitic. According to uh, Rabbi uh, Yosef Shanowitz, Cremo allegedly entered the Shabbat synagogue in the Chicago suburb this past April during Passover, he was subsequently asked to leave during this uh, the last Passover holiday. That person entered the Shabbat synagogue, he said. We have an armed security guard sitting in front. Thank God. Thank you, Second Amendment. I approached uh, Cremo and sternly asked him to leave, and I was uh, noticed he was not a member of our community. The rabbi did not say if Cremo had behaved, uh, behaved suspiciously prior to him being asked to leave the synagogue, although... I'm thinking, yeah, uh, which is located just two blocks away from where the shooting happened. Again, police have no idea. No idea. And again, if you are relying on uh, federal, state, and local authorities to save your butt, uh, you are scrod. During the same month of April when Cremo was reportedly asked to leave the synagogue, residents were horrified when anti-Semitic leaflets were left outside various homes on Yom Hashoah Holocaust Remembrance Day. That's kind of weird how that happens, right? Again, the police have no idea what the motive might be. And they missed everything. All of the authorities missed everything. And all of those, those new laws, those lo- well, they weren't new to Illinois. Illinois banned assault weapons in 2013, so that's been nine years ago. And then uh, two weeks ago, the United States Congress, they passed uh, a big old gun control, oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, comprehensive gun safety legislation. And they said it needed to be passed now. Because thousands of lives were at risk, and this would stop this kind of violence from happening. Two weeks later, <laughs> two weeks later again, again you are uh, you are scrod, and they didn't even bother buying you dinner, in a bottle of wine or anything. Just, just uh, you're pretty much screwed. Here is uh, the, uh, Robert Cremo's uh, lawyer, the family, Steve Greenberg, talking about uh, buying a Cremo, assault weapon. Bobby
4: Cremo was just 19 years old at the time and applied for the Foyd card. The application was sponsored by his father. Given the fact that two months prior to that, police were called to the house. He was suicidal and he had threatened to kill his own family. Knives were taken from the house. What does your client have to say about... Other than
2: that, just another day in suburbia.
4: ...and sponsoring an application for a firearm two months later.
5: Well, that's assuming that the police account of the events is accurate. And and pardon my skepticism, but I've been a defense lawyer a long time. Uh, Look, the police returned those knives to them two weeks after they took the knives. So the police couldn't have been too alarmed by that incident. Uh, there was a family... Other than the whole, I don't know, knife collection and wanted to murder everybody. ...dispute. I think his younger brother may have called the police, uh, or his mother may have called the police. I'm not sure. And and the police came, and the situation was resolved. I think the bigger issue here is and is why does a 20-year-old you know, or 21-year-old kid, why is he able to get a FOID card and then purchase a military assault weapon. Well, why don't I you ask that's your... That's a bigger question that yeah, we should be yeah, asking Why don't you ask
2: your client, actually? Uh, it emerged that Bob Cremo had sponsored his killer son's application for the gun permit in 2020, even after the murderer had threatened to kill himself and the entire family. You know, I think the thing that will bring us together as a family after you, you know, threatened to kill us all and <laughs> built that little shed outside that you live in with the windows closed. You play violent video games and all that all day. And, you you know, you draw the, uh, the gunman's uh, on the side of the house with the smiley face and the word dead. Uh, I think the best thing for me to do right now is to sponsor you and go buy some guns for you. That's a good idea. Yeah, you know, Johnny, don't say anything. It'll get him off our butt. Just let him go out to his little shed with the new gun that I sponsored him for, and everything's going to be fine. Illinois State Police received a clear and present danger report related to Robert Cremo's family after he threatened to kill himself and his family. They removed the knives from the property, later returned those knives later. Sorry, my bad, my bad. The sword and all that stuff. I know how you kids are these days with your role-playing and everything. Anyway, back to what you were doing, living in that little shed in the... Shed with the knives and everything, threatening to kill everybody. More on this, and uh, you will be outraged. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson show. Hello, hello, hello. What did uh, the day after the Uvalde shooting? What did I say? I said, "Is it any surprise to you that uh, a young man who was presumably a freshman or a sophomore in high school uh, who had uh, been." Uh, Locked down Told that he was going to die every single day Uh, Had to uh, sit in severe isolation For a couple of years Away from friends, away from everyone Told that if he didn't wear a mask That he would be endangering others And maybe killing others I could go on and on and on And that was my uh, first Foray into the uh, the Subject of mental illness And young men And literally decades ago I started talking about medication for ADHD And ADD I uh, fortunately just missed that one. I'm afraid that if there were uh, so many pharmacy companies and politicians involved as there are now, that I don't. I, I would hope that my mother wouldn't get talked into putting me on ADD meds. But maybe if there were someone else raising me, and, uh, and I uh, and I've said for a long time that we are going to be seeing this medication of particularly young men to change their behavior which became toxic masculinity which made it even more medicatable I guess is the word (laughs) I'm looking at and now antidepressants Uh, lots and lots of antidepressants now I'm going to admit something to you and, and I think I have before but I have suffered from uh, mild clinical depression, and um, it's nothing, uh, it's a very serious thing. I think that the developing mind is much more different than uh, than mine. It's too late for me. <laughs> and when you uh, start to medicate a young mind as it's developing, you're really going to screw it up. I said that we we may not know for years how the lockdowns, and the nonsense surrounding COVID fear porn to further to further a political agenda. It will take years before we see it manifest. Well, it manifested itself in Buffalo and Ebaldi. And today we're seeing the manifestation of that same isolation isolation, that same that same toxic masculinity. I'm going to share uh, a delightful and and incredibly powerful monologue from uh, Tucker Carlson in a second about it. Because, I mean, I I know a lot of kids who've been medicated for it, for ADD and ADHD. Used to be another kind of meds that they'd give students that would prevent uh, attention deficit, make you sit in your chair in class and pay attention. It was called recess. They had a 15-minute one in the morning. They had a the half-hour one at noon following lunch, and then a 15-minute one in the afternoon. Because that's what kids need. It's not natural for a kid to sit in a chair all day. I want to play a little bit more from uh, the, uh, Robert Cremo, the uh, Highland Park shooter's lawyer. Again, police in 2019. Illinois State Police received a clear and present danger report after he threatened to kill himself that's on the record he was two years under the minimum legal age to apply for a firearm owner identification card but despite murder suicide threats Cremo's father sponsored him for the card in December of 2019 and it was approved a month later January 2020 this sounds a whole lot like Columbine and the very unplugged parents of Dylan Harris and Eric Klebold, or Eric Harris, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Pardon me, it's been 20 years, and they were under, they were medicated, they were medicated. I believe one of them was on a uh, an antidepressant. Officials have since said they approved the permit because there was insufficient, insufficient basis to deem Cremo dangerous other than the whole uh, clear and present uh, thing and the threatened to kill himself and the family and the knives and all that. You know, because who hasn't had that happen in their family? I mean, honestly, the other night we just went out. We were going to play some cornhole in the backyard. And I go downstairs and knock on my son's door because he's staying home for the summer doing an internship. And I walk in. He's polishing his knives and all that. And I'm, I didn't look past it. I said, come on up when you get a second, will you? Put those knives down that, you know. Oh, and that target on the wall that you're throwing the knives at that has me in it. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, just kind of shut that. Come on up. Come on up. Nothing to see here. Uh, anyway, they, they deemed it was an insufficient basis to deem Cremo dangerous with the only record on his file of a 2016 ordinance p- violation for possession of t- tobacco. Tobacco. Here is uh, the uh, the lawyer. This is uh, Steve Greenwald, Greenberg talking about buying the assault weapons. Okay, well, let's try that one more time.
4: Cremo, Bobby Cremo, was just 19 years old at the time and applied for the Foyd card. The application was sponsored by his father, given the fact that two months... Now,
5: let's try this one. Was this it is- not
4: a red flag that he threatened to kill his own family and was suicidal enough to the point that his family called police?
5: Well, as I said, uh, they've disputed that he was ever suicidal and that they ever claimed he was suicidal and they also dispute that he ever threatened to kill everyone. Uh, My guess is that... that Well, then I guess we went to the wrong house. Sorry about that, folks. If he had threatened to kill everyone, that the police would have taken some action, removed him from the home, placed him on a 24-hour psychiatric watch or something like that.
2: Yeah, that would have been the smart thing for the authorities to do.
5: So I'm not quite sure that's really what happened, but that's not really important to the discussion now. Oh, I think
2: it's incredibly important to the discussion right now. Are you out of your mind so we've got a guy who's an Antifa supporter. He is, a, uh, uh, he is a socialist. He is an anti capitalist. Uh, oh, and he's a cross dresser, too. There you go. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. This is like, I mean, you know, the media is going to be uh, completely ignoring this altogether. Yeah, he dressed up as a woman, dressed up in women's clothing. Before he went on the shooting, when he went on the shooting spree, I should say, so he ditched the legally purchased weapon on the roof so he could blend in with the crowd, and he dressed up in women's clothing. Uh, and investigators do believe he did this to conceal his facial tattoos and identity. He was also seen on camera in women's clothing and a, apparently a wig. A wig was not out of the question. <clears throat> no, but you know what the real problem is here. If you watch MSNBC, you know what the real problem is. It isn't just that, uh, you know, that uh, there are assault weapons and there aren't enough, uh, you know, we need more uh, comprehensive gun safety legislation, which did not prevent this at all. You know, we really need to get rid of that Constitution, according to Rosa Brooks of Georgetown University. She's a professor there.
6: We are now living in that world, too, and we have brought it on ourselves, right? I mean, we can't say, oops, it's the Russians' fault. They shouldn't have invaded us or, you know, oops. It's Al Qaeda. This is
2: This is the person who actually has a tenured job at Georgetown University.
6: Us. This is this is one hundred percent us, and it's because we are essentially slaves to a document that was written, you know, more than two hundred and thirty years ago by a tiny group of white slave owning men.
2: Now, remember what I told you about the class of nineteen sixty eight. And and again, for those of you who graduated in nineteen sixty eight, I'm not talking about you. I use it as a metaphor, as a as a uh uh I guess a timeline for when all this crap started. Class of nineteen sixty eight, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, Barack Obama, kid at the time. And this is part of it right here. She's speaking this is textbook anti American faculty lounge language.
6: You know, and, and we cannot break out of the you know the bondage that we have imposed on ourselves from Feeling like we, we have to everything by our Supreme Court is decided in reference to this ancient document, which is just not serving us well.
2: Well, I think the like the First Amendment thing and the and the illegal search and seizures and the oh no slavery thing and all, I think it serves us all pretty darn well. First Amendment, really really good thing to have.
6: It is, it is it is causing enormous problems and enormous tragedies at this point.
2: Okay, well no, the Constitution isn't causing that. It's the idiots in charge. Who are causing it and not seeing all the red flags. Oh, Kamala Harris in what could be, I guess, the most unwanted and unnecessary visit by an unwanted and unnecessary vice president. She decided to go to Highland Park yesterday and make some idiotic comments. you got to take this stuff
6: seriously. As seriously as you are because you have been forced to have to take
2: it seriously. The whole nation should understand. Okay, so she said the word seriously. Sorry, it's low audio there. Uh, she said seriously three times in one sentence
7: have a level
1: of empathy to understand that this can happen anywhere in
6: any people of community, and we should stand together and
8: speak out about why it's stop. You. she
2: said absolutely nothing there. Let's hear the beginning again now that I cranked the audio just to skoosh. we got to take
6: this stuff seriously. we got to
2: take the stuff seriously.
6: seriously as you are because you have
2: the As seriously as whatever. of course
6: to have to take
2: and then we got to take it seriously. The
6: whole nation should understand and have a
1: level of empathy to understand that this can happen anywhere. Yeah. In any
2: people. Yeah, it it's happened uh, three times, which would be anywhere, wow. and uh, it was all missed by the authorities. So there you go. There you go. Uh, let's go to Mike in Baltimore. Mike wants to, uh, wants to talk a little bit about antidepressants. Uh, hello, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Uh, give me your take, man. What's going on?
1: Okay, I'm a disabled veteran, and one of my disabilities is I have PTSD, and I take Zoloft.
2: Yes, sir. And
1: um, I'm not homicidal. I'm not suicidal. Okay, yeah, it might affect some people, but my thing is that I'm a veteran, and I'm a gun owner, and if people could keep pushing this crap with the Zola uh, blah, 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 they're going to say, okay, any uh, disabled veteran that's taking yep. Zoloft, yep. you're not going to be able to own a gun.
2: I know, and Mike, I'm, I'm going to tell you, that, that's what the red flag laws are all about. Um, and I'll tell you uh, as someone who, I'll just go ahead and say, I have for years taken a little half a tab, little tiny, half a baby aspirin of uh, lexapro. <clears throat> and the reason it does, it, it's there to kind of even you out a little bit. If you have a, a you know, a, a mild clinical depression like I do, it evens you out. and you can it, you notice the difference when you take it, but I'm also an adult man who didn't uh, uh, investigate this into my, th- into my 40s. And I said, you know, I, maybe I could use a little bit of help here. Because originally when I had been diagnosed with a, with a clinical depression, they said, uh, you know, immediately the guy said, I want to put you on something. I said, you're high. No, no, no. And I did it without it for 10 years. And then I said, you know, maybe I need uh, need some help. But that's what they're going to do, Mike. They're going to use that as an excuse. But that doesn't mean that uh, for young people, uh, using antidepressant like Zoloft can really Screw up your brain, Mike. Let me ask you: what What did the medication do for you? Because I can't imagine what you 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 go through because you're fighting the memories of what you saw, and uh, and all that. What did it do for you?
9: It just it calms you down,
1: and you don't uh, get angry so fast and stuff like that. But um, you know, you wouldn't want because a veteran's going to choose the Second Amendment over that Zola, so you're going to have like 500,000 veterans or whatever, and I'm going to say, I'm not taking my medicine no more then.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's the hazard of these um, uh, red flag laws, that they are really, really subjective. And unfortunately, with people in charge like they have been, uh, it doesn't make any difference anyway, because the authorities will miss all the signs. Mike, I want to thank you for your service, my friend, and uh, wish you all the best, because I know uh, what it's like. Um, I, I don't know what uh, what you're going through is like uh, after you know experiencing battle. I've never uh, I've never gone through that. So I wish you uh, the very best, my friend. Okay. Thank you. God bless. You too, bro. You too. Um, on the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna share some of the statistics with regard to antidepressants, uh, ADHD meds, and what it's doing to young men and how it's just beginning to uh, manifest itself. Although maybe in your life you've seen it manifest. Maybe you 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 are one of those young men. Maybe you have someone in your life, a nephew or a son, who have uh, uh, the authorities have said, you know, medication is the best bet. And in some cases it is, and some cases it is absolutely. Not 800 This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much.
10: It's The Rob Carson Show. The one thing nearly all mass killers have in common, almost every single one of them, with some but few exceptions, all of them are alienated young men. That's the common thread. They're young, they're male, They're crazy, Robert.
2: Mm -hmm. 100%. And uh, that should substantially narrow down the people who we should, uh, you know, maybe that's the first thing you should look at is uh, isolated, uh, dejected, maybe mentally ill young men. Okay? That's just the beginning. I'm not saying you got to go out to all young men. Like my my son's 22. It's like, you have a young man in your house? Let him out here. Come on. We want to talk to him right now. No, 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 no. There are other signs. There are other signs that we now. Yesterday on the show, I told you, and I found this uh, uh, this article about uh, 37 school shooters or school-related violence committed by those under the influence of psychiatric drugs. And I ran through all of them. Like in uh, May of uh, 2017, Austin, Texas, uh, 21-year-old Kendricks White stabbed four people with a machete, hunting knife at the University of Texas, and uh, apparently he was on uh, Zoloft. You got uh, Tallahassee, a uh, Wellbutrin and ADH drug. Uh, Vivance, which is really popular. And if there isn't Vivance because of supply chain, they'll just give you literally crystallized um, uh, uh, stimulants. They, they, I'm not kidding. Uh, amphetamines. It literally on the prescription label says crystallized amphetamines. So let's give a kid with ADD an amphetamine. Because, uh, you know, it does the opposite for people with ADD as children. It doesn't apparently affect middle aged women who go to Target on the weekends and drink box Chardonnay and steal their kids' vivants, which, you know, happens all the time. Uh Seattle, Washington, 26 year old era Yabaro, open fire with a shotgun, uh, antidepressant Prozac, Risperdal, which is a psycho antipsychotic. Um, I could go on and on and on. Here's a little bit more from Tucker last night, echoing what I said yesterday.
10: Would you sell a gun to that guy? Does he seem like a nutcase? Of course he does. So why didn't anyone raise an alarm? Well, maybe because he didn't stand out. Maybe because there are a lot of young men in America who suddenly look and act a lot like this guy. It's not an attack, it's just true. Like Cremo, they inhabit a solitary fantasy world. Listen to this. world of social media, porn, and video games. They're high on government-endorsed weed. Smoke some more, it's good for you. They're numbed by the endless psychotropic drugs that are handed out at every school in the country. Like candy. ...country by crackpots posing as counselors.
2: And I would venture to say, this is not only about the uh, medical government establishment, and I'm not meaning to uh, say this to all parents, but some parents rely on medication to take over some of the duties and responsibilities of being a parent. Again...
10: This is not all parents. Dear God in heaven, I'm a parent. And of course, they're angry. They know that their lives will not be better than their parents. Listen to this. They'll be worse. That's all but guaranteed. They know. You know why that is? Because in nine
2: years—no, it was twelve years. Nine years, the world is going to end because of global warming. I'm sorry, I meant climate change. And you got to wear a mask all the time, even though you don't know
10: anybody who died of a of a of a disease that you know closed down your school for two years. that, they're not that stupid. And yet, the authorities in their lives, mostly women, never stops lecturing them about their so called privilege. You're male, you're privileged. Imagine that. Try to imagine an mm-hmm. unhealthier. Unhappier life than that. So, a lot of young men in America are going nuts.
2: Congratulations, adults of America. You became the new bullies. You replaced the bullies in high school and you bullied the high school students yourself by saying that young men are toxically masculine, that they need to be medicated so they're compliant. Because you don't want any of those masculine tendencies, like, you know, wanting to go outside. To take over. Oh, I've got much more on this, and your phone calls are welcome. Sean, you hold on. This is the Rob Carson Show. It was kind of funny a few years back, uh, actually about 30, 35, 40 years ago. A bunch of people said that boys can't sit in their chairs and they don't pay attention, so we need to give them ADD beds because it's an attention deficit. It's an attention deficit. Well, they segued into antidepressants and they give them to girls too, and then when all that doesn't work, they suggest puberty blockers and becoming mutilated with surgery before puberty. Yeah, you've really messed this up, Democrats. You've made this into a giant Charlie Foxtrot. More on the way. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. These are historic and troubling times. Perhaps considering all of the violence in American cities, you're considering a firearm. Check out European American Armory Corp. at eaacorp.com. Skip the high-priced names and get the features and price you want in your next firearm. EAA specializes in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably-priced firearms in the U.S. market since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol. EAA Corp has it. Now, there's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA. EAA says, skip the big names, get the quality, and features you deserve, and let us earn your respect. Visit eaacorp.com, that's eaacorp.com, to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. E-A-A-Corp.com. That's E-A-A-Corp.com.
1: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: Hour number two of the show is right ahead. If you get a chance to, the only other place you're going to hear the show... When you're not listening live is the podcast. It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. And it's on all of the normal digital channels, you know, and trust me, I know, uh, you know, sometimes you uh, uh, pickets are a little slim and there are a million podcasts out there. But if you enjoy the show, I hope that you will take the time to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're, uh, you know, we do, we do six of them a week, by the way. So it's every day, Monday through Friday, and then on the weekend, we do a special best of. So you got fresh material. We take Sunday off, you know. But uh, if you want all of the information, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. If you would subscribe, that would be really, really great. I would greatly appreciate it. And then also uh, leave a five-star review. That would be uh, amazing. I've got a a number of platforms that have stayed with me through my entire broadcast career. One of them, Fostering and Adoption Prevention of Child Abuse. And another is uh, our kids, and over-medicating our kids. And uh, my wife has a uh, had a brother who was on ADD meds way back when, he was uh, about a, a couple days younger than me. He died in a, uh, he was hit by a car on a bike when he was 14, but he was on ADD meds then. So clearly in the 70s, that's kinda when it all started um and and unfortunately for some odd reason we came up with and you you know i'm gonna get all sorts of and i always get grief when i say this i always well you know my kid he has to be on the meds well yeah some of them do and and then some doctors look, you know the ADT meds and adhd is very very important and blah 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 And, and in some kids yes it is but when you look at the ungodly amount of kids who are on meds Particularly here and in Great Britain, Great Britain and the United States, really, really big on ADD. I remember I I used to, I said uh, uh, ADD, attention deficit disorder, children. If you can't pay attention, it's a t- disorder as a children as a child. If you can't pay attention, then you have a disorder. You've heard my story about first grade, in the report card. I still got it. It says talks out of turn. Worse ever, he's missed a day. Today, that teacher would probably say, you know, we really need to see the guidance counselor and the guidance counselor will get in touch with the school psychologist and the school psychologist will get in touch with ever. And you know what? We've really got a little Robbie on some AD meds. So he'll sit in his chair and not talk out of turn because my God in heaven, that would be terrible. We've got to teach him about sex and sexuality and transgenderism. Changing your sex. If you're as a girl, you're you're not, uh, you know, obviously confronted online by Internet skanks like the Kardashian sisters. Yeah, I said it. And and she gets further, further down into depression because of cyberbullying and not being able to live up to the increasingly unrealistic image of women being featured on the Internet now. I mean, it is really bad. If you look at the Chloe and Kim and some of their pictures, they they make Barbie doll look normal. And so when you reach the bottom as a girl, you really need to question your sexuality. Did you realize that there are 50 genders? Yeah, you could be a cisgendered zoo animal, you know, which I don't know what it is. And if you're not happy there, then maybe you'd be happy as a boy. So let's get you into a doctor's office with an irresponsible physician who should lose their license, and I'm absolutely serious, who's going to prescribe uh, hormone blockers. And then once we slow down the false puberty, as Rachel Levine says, you can have a false puberty even though your body chooses and you don't mentally choose it, your body chooses the, the, the puberty you go through, which is natural. You know, you get a doctor, a doctor says, yeah, we got to stop that puberty. That's medically necessary. And then if that doesn't work, let's go ahead and give her a hysterectomy and remove her breasts by the time she's 13. Seriously, what the hell? What the hell are we doing to our kids? Dr. Carlson last night talking about all of the shootings all of the shootings by young men starting with with uh, Columbine and others and how many of them what a large percentage of them are on ADD ADHD and of course antidepressants
10: between 1991 and 2018 total SSRI prescriptions the United States rose by more than 3,000 percent 3,000 percent 3,000 percent of anything is a massive change
2: it is not an anomaly it is something that is created it is a need that is created so let's call young men uh, toxically masculine wits. Let's, let's shame them for being men. Let's shame them for believing uh, Girls are girls and boys are boys. Let's make them feel like absolute crap all the time Let's uh, say that the sex separate sections for boys and girls in stores and toys are I should go away Let's make them stay home in a room without a teacher for a year, and then when they come back, let's scare the living crap out of them by not allowing them to see their teachers' or classmates' faces for a year and make it seem like everything they do without a mask will kill them. See what that gets you. Here's a little bit more on anti depressants and mass shootings.
10: Take these drugs and your problems will go away. Yes, you'll become numb. You will lose part of yourself. You no longer experience deep joy. You'll become part robot, but at least you- At
2: least you'll stay in your chair and listen to the sex and sexuality and CRT stuff that we're trying to jam into your little tiny
10: brain. Won't want to kill yourself or harm other people. That was the promise three thousand percent let's see over the very same period the suicide rate in the united states jumped by 35 percent what about cutting
2: what about all the cutting that the girls are doing now oh yeah Uh, there are actually people in my daughter's lives who do that
10: did it work my daughter's life millions of people got on anti-suicide drugs and we wound up with many more suicides so maybe it's not working is it possible it's making the problem worse you think well, let's see mass shootings also increased dramatically over the very same period here's well, the chart that shows a- it nothing to see here it's it's the toxic masculinity and the you know and all of that we know that ssris are dangerous it says so right on the label the increase SSRIs are the antidepressants quote the risk of anxiety agitation irritability hostility aggressiveness impulsivity and mania
2: now this is with adults okay that's a side effect that could happen in adults now you're putting this drug to work on a kid's brain
10: not a big deal that's not causation then what is it according to one meta study by the fda young people who've been prescribed ssris have an increased rate of suicide oh Wait, more suicide? One thing was to reduce suicide, but we're getting more suicide. Let's let's stop right there.
2: Yeah, one of the side effects for a lot of depressants. I, I've been kind of making fun of this for a while because one of the side effects is suicidal thoughts for an antidepressant. That makes sense. But we're not stopping. We're accelerating. Between 2015 and maybe two- like uh, you know being uh, single in your 50s and buying a Porsche,
10: and the side effect would be chances are there's a you won't get laid. 2019, the yeah you won't buy the car. Use of SSRI drugs by teens in the United States <laughs> rose by nearly 40. percent So it's not working. Let's do a whole lot more of it. This seems like a massive and extremely obvious problem. Extremely obvious.
2: Again, I said we're all waiting for the manifestations of what's going to happen with our children with regard to the COVID madness. And we saw that in Uvalde, and we saw that in Buffalo. Unbelievable. Let's go to Sean in Libo, California, the home of our glorious affiliate KSEO. Sean, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today?
11: Well, I wanted to talk another component of this problem. Yes. And uh, with mass shootings. And it's, as I see it, it's a lack of accountability for authorities.
2: Yeah.
11: And the biggest example I can think of is back in the Parkland shooting. Yes. The FBI was called in. This uh, online blogger uh, said he had someone that was, uh, said he was going to shoot up a school. And the FBI agents, these top-notch investigators, asked the uh, blogger if he knew who this person was and he said he didn't know <laughs> and but the thing is is the guy who posted used his real name he didn't use an alias so these uh, crack investigators couldn't even follow up that lead
2: yeah sean uh, they're too busy looking for parents who oppose crt yeah. you know? you know sean honestly if we wait If we wait for the government or state officials or law enforcement, nothing against law enforcement, nothing against law enforcement, just some. If you're waiting for someone to stop something like this from happening, I wouldn't hold my breath. They do, don't get me wrong, but it's also a great idea to be prepared for it. Sean, I appreciate it. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to The Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind?
9: Hi, Rob. I just wanted to say, first of all, that uh, you're great on covering every single different kind of topic. Uh, I wanted to talk about children being uh, medicated on psychotropic drugs. Yes, I don't believe children should be medicated on psychotropic drugs. Uh, I myself uh, ran uh, cross-country and track in high school and in college, Uh, I achieved uh, for six miles, ran 30 minutes, 10.44 seconds. Uh, And uh, so uh, I, through running, uh, dealt with uh, uh, issues.
2: Okay, like like Uh, for instance, maybe ADHD or something like that. Maybe some sort of physical activity, which uh, they restrict now. And a lot of the times kids aren't even able to play outside like they used to.
9: Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, now yeah. for me uh when I reached in my forty at forty two uh I was diagnosed with major depression okay. and uh I was put on uh paxil mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, an anti psychotic drug okay uh, and I feel really good uh mm-hmm. I feel really excellent mm-hmm. uh so but i I would recommend waiting till your in your 30s or your 40s, too, uh, if, if that's needed, uh, having yep. psychotropic medication.
2: All right, Mike, uh, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, so uh, maybe not so much on the psychotropic medication and stuff, and also the chin- gender reassignment until you pass through puberty, I think is what we're saying. All right, so I want to move on to the, uh, the idiocy of America's Democrat mayors. <laughs> uh, believe it or not i'll I, i'll be able to get that all in before the end of the show 800 you are listening to the rob carson show
1: for all those who are sick and tired of people moving to dc and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours it's the rob carson show
10: We know that SSRIs are dangerous. It says so right on the label. They increased quote the risk of anxiety, agitation, irritability, hostility, aggressiveness, impulsivity, and mania. Not a big deal. That's not causation. Then what is it? According to one meta study by the FDA, young people who've been prescribed SSRIs have an increased rate of suicide. Oh, wait, more suicide? Weren't they supposed to reduce suicide? think about the hell.
2: The hell that our kids have been brought through in the last 30 years, you know, talking of my daughter, my wife last night, my wife. And, uh, you know, she's in her, uh, you know, she's uh, a few years younger than me, not a whole lot. And her sister's a couple years younger than her. And uh, her sister, her sister is like, you know, very modern, very fashionable. And she actually said these, these millennials. <laughs> About millennials. And I, I don't like to classify, because I was called the slacker. And I'm a Generation Action. I was a slacker. I was never a slacker no 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 just the opposite but everybody called the uh, gen x slackers and you know everybody's got a thought about millennials everybody's got a thought about gen z uh, and and to some degree there are some stereotypes that are true uh, the coddling the uh, over medication i'm thinking over medication really 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 big particularly among millennials certainly among generation z and that's for a number of reasons <sighs> A, the kids' anxiety levels are going through the freaking ceiling because every time they go to school, they're taught what they think is right is wrong and what is wrong is right. They're told to hate each other because of race. They are told that our history is awful, our founding is awful, and if all else fails, maybe you're in the wrong body and you need to have your puberty blocked. If you go to a pediatrician as a young parent, let me just go ahead and offer a little bit of advice, and I'm even going to shoot this one over the head of the medical establishment. If you go to a pediatrician and say your kid is seven years old and uh, likes to dress in, uh, you know, maybe a little boy and likes to occasionally play with a dollar or, or even try on a dress every once in a while, if that uh, if that pediatrician says I suggest that your child is in the wrong body and we need to begin hormone uh, puberty blockers wide right away, I would suggest you call the authorities on this jackass and uh, you take your kid right out of there. Even if your kid is saying that uh, I'm going to hurt myself unless you let me change my genders. That's when you need psychiatric care. That's not about medicine. If you want to complain about what I'm saying, go right ahead. 800-92-260-680. Do some kids have and need medications? Hell yes. I waited until I was an adult. little bit of half, half a tab, the size of a baby aspirin. But just because some people tell you, you need help with parenting, maybe your kid will be a little more manageable. Maybe your classroom will be a little more manageable if the kid's uh, just sit in their chairs and stare at the board like I want them to. And the only way to get a child to do that is to medicate the crap out of them. And then you end up with what appears to be at least 37 mass shootings by young men that I have uh, cataloged in the last two days. What happened yesterday, we will find out. No toxicology report, no toxicology, because he's not dead. Uh, no toxicology report in Uvalde. No toxicology report uh, in, uh, in Buffalo. So, one of the saddest things that I saw, um, and there are no words, was a little boy named Aiden McCarthy, this little boy, I remember uh, on Monday they, they found this little boy and he was sitting in a police officer's arms and there was a, an APB put out saying that if you've seen this kid's parents, apparently he's lost his parents and we don't know the, where the parents are. We need to uh, find the parents. Well, his parents were killed. Kevin McCarthy was 37. Irina McCarthy was 35 about the same age that I was when I became a father for the very first time. And they did what a first-time parent would do. They took him to a 4th of July parade. Aiden was found under the bodies of his parents. I have no words. Eric Adams, uh, one of his aides... Was uh, the latest victim of crime in the Big Apple. He said to the criminal, his name is Christopher Baugh. by the way, this is the uh, the aide, he was scouting a location for a mayoral appearance near the Brooklyn Brooklyn Navy Yard about 10.30 on Tuesday morning. The staffer was approached at an intersection of uh, Navy and Sands by two men who demanded that he give them his phone and uh, and money when he refused, the men threw him to the ground, drew a gun on him, then took the items and fled. Seconds earlier, he told the suspects, are you ready for this? You don't want to do this. I work for the mayor. See, see New York, you, they're going to they don't want you to have concealed carry, but uh you know, if you work for the mayor, that's going to be your line of defense. Y- you don't want to do this. I work for the mayor. <laughs> This is fantastic. A source close to boss said uh, that he had survived the encounter largely unscathed, and that he backs Adams' tough-on-crime policies. Uh, by the way, one thief reportedly sped away on a city bike, which is one of those electric uh, bikes, I guess, or yeah, that you can you can get. I don't know. Maybe he just stole it, uh, and uh, no arrests have been made. But uh, that's what he said. You don't want to do this. I work for the mayor. The mugging comes on the heels of a violent 4th of July holiday weekend in New York City. Saw 31 people shot or killed in 24 shootings. Three people were killed yesterday, or I should say the day before yesterday. On the 4th itself, police said shootings over the holiday weekend spiked 60% compared to last year. We saw 15 incidents, 19 victims, so a 60% spike. From last year, we move on to Chicago next, where 10 people were killed and 62 wounded over the 4th of July weekend. And the incredible stupidity of Laura Lightfoot, it is a remarkable and shocking. That is all coming up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: Ah, uh, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice.
2: This is the Rob Carson Show. Yesterday got a uh, little uh, statement about my uh, small 401k, and I didn't uh, really bother to look at the numbers because uh, can't be anything good right now. So I just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> left it sealed uh join us on the phone right now to talk about uh politics and uh, and finance and uh and wall street is political financial analyst and host of the watchdog on wall street radio program and now officially a regular on this show chris markowski joins us on the newsmax hotline hello my friend how are you today
12: doing well. How about yourself?
2: I am glorious. Now, we've been talking on my show this morning about what happened in uh, in Illinois over the weekend. Uh, not only the 60 people uh, shot in Chicago, seven killed, but also the seven killed on Monday. And I've been kind of talking about what it's like for kids now um, and how ungodly difficult we've made our kids' lives, particularly if they go to public schools, with uh, fear about the end of the world, fear about COVID, uh, ADD meds, ADHD meds, meds antidepressants uh then of course the assault with crt sex and sexualization of our children i can go on and on does it surprise us that this sort of thing manifests itself in mass shootings among other things self-mutilation suicide attempts and whatnot i'd like to know your thoughts because i know you got a kid just is in in college and two in high school right yes i do let me tell me what you think what do you think
12: I Well, listen, this is something that you bring up near and dear to my heart because, you know, with my kids, I've always been, quite frankly, I want my kids to grow up in a world where they can succeed beyond their wildest dreams, and they're also going to have that ability to fail as well. That's part of growing up in America. Uh, but we've gotten to a point in time, we've gotten away from God. People don't go to church like they used to anymore. Yeah. We've got too many broken homes that are out there, uh, kids that are growing up with one parent in the household or maybe two, Amen. and both of them don't care. Yeah, I talk about this all the time with, uh, you know, my friends when it comes to schools. The school that my kids go to here on Long Island happens to be very highly rated. And I laugh. I said, you know, these school teachers, they're good school teachers, but they don't have Albert Einstein teaching them. The difference is the parents care. Yes. We live in a district. Yes. We live in an area where everyone cares about the kids. Grades matter. Your conduct matters. Being respectful. Matters. I mean, one of the scariest things in the world for me growing up would ever be if a teacher would ever call home and say that I was acting up or doing something <laughs> wrong in the classroom. Yes. And I've been talking about this moonshot idea that I've had. It's a Markowski moonshot for okay. for over a decade now. I really do think that we have to almost rethink our criminal justice system and our educational system to say and come to the realization that there we're going to have to grab kids at a young age. Because um, again, I got Clients that are educators, friends that are uh, counselors—they know which kids are in broken households. We need to come up with public Hogwarts. I'm not kidding. Boarding schools, not juvie, but boarding schools for kids where you know that we find out which parents are not doing that the job necessary at home, and we ship them off to these wonderful boarding schools. I don't care. It's going to save us money. It's gonna save us money in incarcerating these kids down the road. It's gonna save us all sorts of money in the judicial system yeah. and a myriad of other things. But we have to rethink things at this point in time because well, we've got no. way too many broken houses. Now, no, Chris,
2: uh, I'm gonna I'm going to disagree with you on this. I think a government institution is, is something we don't need to create. However, we did make some headway have a,
12: on- Have the Catholic schools do
2: it. Don't don't care, that's what I, I, I was just gonna say. Have
12: Jewish schools Buddy, do it. it doesn't I, matter to me.
2: I hate it's to tell you this, the, the the Supreme Court just said uh, in a in a ruling a couple weeks ago that uh, parents can use vouchers to send their kids to religious schools. It is not unconstitutional. It does not violate church and state. So maybe we're headed in the right direction, Chris, because I don't know if we go any lower.
12: Those are parents that care. We got to find the parents that don't give a damn. Yeah, and know. we got to grab those kids and get them out of it. That, that's going to happen all the time. you got, you got know, people growing up that the parents care. Yeah, they want to send their kids to the best school possible. They might live in a, in a, in a, in a neighborhood where most of the kids don't care and the, the teachers are distracted by the kids that are acting up. And we should get those kids out and most certainly get them into Catholic schools, Jewish schools. I don't care. Yeah, but we've yeah. got to we've got to find these kids at a young age, and we got to put them in an environment because we've got too many of them out there that are just lost.
2: Chris, we are we live in the richest country in the history of mankind. We have the longest lifespans that we've ever seen, with the exception of COVID coming along. Uh, we we are richer than we've ever been. We are more prosperous. We never have to worry. Well, now we do because of uh, you know the Biden administration, food on the shelves and whatnot. Generally, yes, there is poverty, but there are also is safety. That's why in the bleep are we so bleeping unhappy? I don't get it. Let's move on to other stuff, because I want to talk to you about uh, not only the stock market. I want to talk about, uh, you know, Joe Biden, about a month ago, he decided to unleash the petroleum reserves, our nation's petroleum reserves, reserved only for, uh, for emergencies. And in case you haven't heard, uh, they've already shipped off a good uh, amount of that to European countries without it really affecting the impact of uh, fossil fuels in our country. What are your thoughts on that?
12: Well, um, again, this has been a big story today. I've been seeing it in a lot of different places. Like, you know, this is Biden's decision. We we have certain contracts that were set up kind of prior to many of these things that are happening where we were shipping. We've been an exporter of energy uh, since we became energy independent under the, the, the Trump administration not too long ago. And right now... Because of what's going on, because of the failure of the G7, because of the failure of our, our foreign policy, and, and in my opinion, this absolute disaster uh, that's taking place between the Ukraine and Russia, and how we're handling mm, it. Yes. sanctions are not working. No. sanctions are just putting more money on, uh, you know, more money in Putin's pocket. Yeah, that, that's all it's doing. Yeah, uh, we cannot have you know, these various different European nations who screwed up. Okay, even Obama pointed this out the direction that they were heading with energy. Trump even pushed even further. We can't have all of these industries and Europe fall apart because that's going to create a bigger mess on our hands. Uh, I'm glad to see that the, the price of oil uh, is coming down, which, which has, I think, today around 96 and it may have a little bit more to go. Uh, but the reality is it's refining capacity that we, we've got issues with right mm-hmm. now, yeah. and, and that's why the gasoline prices, there's more of a disconnect.
2: And the but- war the war on fossil fuels has not, start, uh, has not ceased uh, in the Biden administration. I have details no. on that. I'll share with my audience as the uh, show progresses today. Let's talk a little bit about um, uh, Ukraine. We pumped uh, 55 fifty five thousand million 55,000 million dollars larger than I guess the uh, budget of the Ukrainian government for a war that appears to be lost, I uh, would say that since we we are giving it to one of the most corrupt regimes in the world that has close ties to the Biden administration, the Biden family, that uh, this, by and large, is a very large money laundering operation. Uh, that's my opinion. What do you think, Chris?
12: I uh, Listen, uh, I mean, I'd have to look further into it. Uh, would it surprise me? No, uh, it wouldn't. But do I think that a lot of the money, this happens every single time we send money to yep. some country to for some war or, uh, you know, some bailout for some African nation. It makes, you know, the Swiss bankers very happy or the Cayman Island bankers very happy because much of the money ends up there. I mean, some of the biggest, you know, scandals that we've seen you know financial scandals over the past 20 30 years you can talk about the iraq oil for food scandal with yes. kofi and Ann's son yeah. I, you know, all of these things and they're tied to commodities this is the one thing that people understand they always like point that musk and bezos says the richest guys in the world now these guys that pump oil out of the ground that pump gas out of the ground that supply commodities that's like a spigot of cash that just pours out. Yeah. And there's just way too much corruption in these areas. And you know, you take a look at the United States and you take a look at you know, UK, France, Canada, and one of the reasons which made us successful, we have natural resources, but guess what? We can all own them. We can all buy stock in Chevron and Exxon and be ownership of this. When you got these, these oligarchs running these things, this is where you get a lot of corruption and most yeah. certainly you have that in the Ukraine.
2: Absolutely. All right, so we got a lot of other things going on. We've got inflation uh, happening. Um, and I had mentioned uh, the 401k. Uh, I have about 15 years before I need to worry about uh, retirement. Um, what do you say to those who are retired or those who are expecting to retire anytime soon with regard to what they have invested?
12: Well, God willing, you know, your listeners out there that are retired or close to retiring, hopefully they've, they've shifted a certain portion. If they've got a competent financial advisor, uh, shifted a portion of their portfolio to cash and cash equivalents. Uh, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, one of my favorite, you know, books, uh, Nicholas Talbis, Black Swan. They, they, you know, they occur and you're you not, not going to know what's going to happen over the short term. It's much easier to do things over the long term. So if you're close to actually having to utilize that capital in your 401k, you most certainly have to shift some of those things that uh, stuff that is might not be as volatile. I don't care how sunny things are looking outside at that point in time. You can't do it. You've got to be smart with your money. It's proper asset allocation
2: this is good to know because uh i uh, did all that investment in beanie babies in the 90s that didn't work so well then i moved on to pokemon cards in the uh, in the early in the early aughts uh so I definitely did- better
12: not have nfts because those things are going down fast <laughs>
2: non-fungible tokens what the hell is up with non-fungible tokens
12: so stupid what the
2: hell what what the hell is a non-fungible token
12: a fool and his money you know, it's, it's, i think
2: there's some token involved ahead, but it's not. token on a big joint is what it is that's where the token is involved i <laughs> just unbelie- unbelievable so what what's going to happen in the next uh before the november election as far as the economy is concerned i don't see that in the white house and even democrats are admitting they have rubes in charge uh what's going to happen before november i i don't think anything good's going to happen i got to tell you chris
12: well, as, as far as the... I'm talking inflation. I'm talking money. about the economy. I'm talking about store shelves. What? Yeah. I, I don't see what they can get paid. I mean, you know, they're trying to still negotiate with Mansion with Build Back Better, I don't know, oh, some dear Lord. tax scheme. I, I, at this point in time, I think kind of America's kind of thrown their hands up in the air and they've kind of, you know, seen the forest for the trees here. This, this is what's going on. This is what we're dealing with right now. And things are not good. Um You know, a lot of people out there, you might have, you know, you couldn't stand... You know, Bad Orange Man and his tweets, but his policies look a hell of a lot better <laughs> right now than what we're dealing yes, with. Yes. I, I do think that inflation is starting to, to peter off to some degree. You're starting mm. to see commodities come down. You're going to have a lot of retailers out there put massive sales on. Uh, coming soon to a theater near you. So hopefully, see some of these things uh, dissipate to some degree. Uh, but the overall direction, I, I think that most Americans right now feel like that there's no one at the uh, the helm of the ship.
2: Amen, my brother. Well, listen, I got to run. I greatly appreciate you joining me, Chris Markowski. Uh, you've also got a book called Emergency: Prepare for the Retirement Crisis, and your radio show, of course, is uh, Wall Street. Uh, the what? The Wolf? Sorry, the Watchdog on, Wall Street. on Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. There sorry. You know. I know that. I know that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to just mention? Where people can find you on the big social media
12: uh, that's right watchdog on com, and then you can get there and uh you know, my my facebook fan page all that stuff my videos and all the stuff i put out every day
2: all right my brother have a glorious week and uh, we'll have you on again soon okay
12: you gotta have a good one
2: all right let's take a break you are listening to the rob carson show
1: if you're down with trigger warnings you might want to listen to something else it's the rob carson show
2: New headline from Newsmax uh, TV, uh, Newsmax.com. Authorities uh, in Illinois: the uh, mass shooting suspect confessed an eye to second attack. Robert Cremo III, 21, uh, apparently confessed to what he had done in uh, Highland Park and also suggested that he had planned on additional atrocities. Fortunately, he was, uh, well, they had him in custody, you see. Then the police can actually stop him when you have him in custody. It's kind of weird that way. They can't do anything. They can't go out and murder a bunch of people if they're in custody. (sighs) That said, If you are expecting the authorities to be there for you to prevent an act of violence against you, uh, you're going to be waiting a long time in many cases. It can't be everywhere. And then sometimes some people just drop the ball. Uvalde, Texas, and now it appears in Illinois. 10 killed, 62 wounded in a 4th of July weekend in lovely Chicago. A murder in town, murder in town. (laughs) Five-year-old boy hitting the shoulder on Sunday night. 16 other people uh, shot on Saturday, two fatally. Uh, You know, listen to the ages, 29, 24, 42. Uh, Let's see here, Uh, 15, 41, 36. Hut, hut, 17-year-old, lovely Chicago 10-year-old boy, like I said. Five-year-old hitting the shoulder by a bullet, apparently been uh, fired into the uh, sky on Monday night because, you know, Here's Lori Lightfoot uh, talking about uh, uh, her appreciation for the police and, and all this inflammatory rhetoric that has to stop.
7: What what feels like it's happening in this moment in our democracy.
2: And by the way, she played along with the defund the police crowd. She was completely down with it. Is
7: people are losing respect for the institutions of our democracy. Right. Uh, yes. You know, you've heard. Do you this-
2: support Black Lives Matter? Do you support Antifa?
7: Superintendent talk over and over again about the number of officers in full uniform, in their squad cars that are being shot at. That says to me-
2: Yeah, um, conservatives and Republicans, and I have been saying that for years and years and years. Oh, I said something three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice.
7: That the people who are acting so brazenly have no, not only no respect for themselves, but they don't have respect for an institution like the police department. Now
2: sometimes when a public speaker, when a a, a politician says something uh, outrageous like she's about to say, you say, wow, it takes some serious audacity to say something like this considering all of the evidence uh, against you. Uh, For instance, on being anti-police and suddenly you're a champion for police. There's this amazing thing called the interweb and you can actually look up some old statements or video of you speaking out against the police
7: who men and women every single day on every watch are literally risking life and limb for our safety. The toxicity in our public discourse.
2: Now, did you hear what she just said there? This is another problem. Here we go.
7: Risking life and limb for our safety. The toxicity in our public discourse is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about.
2: Now, this is uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot talking about Clarence Thomas at a concert uh, just about a week ago where she got on stage and literally dropped the F-bomb saying, F. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. I'm thinking that's toxic. Am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Or is it, has, the, has the word uh, been uh, kind of uh, uh, demystified and now it means howdy? Or now it means you're really cool. F you, Clarence Thomas. It means you're really cool. Thank you, f- Clarence
7: Thomas.
2: Yeah, I would say that that is not uh, very uh, civil. I would say it's toxic. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is uh, Raymond Lopez. He's running for uh, mayor. Um, and uh, well, no, no, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. I'll get, I'll get to him in a second. This is really good. I want to get to the mayor of, because we're on the idiots who are, running, who are mayors. Uh, Philadelphia Mayor K- Jim Kenney is a socialist. And, uh, and uh, he has says that basically we need to adopt the same gun laws as Canada. Uh, here's the problem. Canada doesn't have the Second Amendment. And uh, we do. So here is Jim Kenny with some mindless ramblings. It was a, I mean, yeah, a
8: laid-back, chill day. Weather was beautiful. The concert was beautiful. Um, but we live in America, and we have the Second Amendment, and we have the Supreme Court of the United States. See,
2: most people say, we've got
8: the Second Amendment. They say it proudly. It's telling everybody they can carry a gun wherever they want. It's like, and that's a
2: lie. The Supreme Court is not telling the everybody they can carry guns, whatever they want, you moron.
8: Dodge City. I mean, so, like, we have to come to grips with what this country is about right now.
2: Yeah, it's, it's an awesome country, and you just hate it.
8: We had a beautiful day out there today, except for some nitwit, either shooting from a window or shooting from somewhere, who has a gun It probably shouldn't have had it.
2: No, no, he got it legally, and all the red flag laws, and all the laws that they had in Illinois failed.
8: And that's, I mean, I was in Canada two weeks ago, never thought about a gun. The only people Next time you go to
2: Canada, please stay there.
8: I knew I had guns, back up, but Canada were police officers, and that's the way it should be here, but... I mean, you, know, you see,
2: the thing is, uh, Canada's a giant sucker fish on the United States. You knew that, right? Uh, so if things got too out of hand in Canada, they've always got the United States just south of them. You know, like, for instance, there's a military conflict, you know, uh, or, or an invasion of Canada. The United States is there. So your citizens, I guess, don't need to be uh, armed like ours do? In my lifetime, that's never going to happen. So, Although we have the arms, you see, because uh, of government and the potential of abuse of power.
8: A lot, of, a lot of goofballs out there with guns, and they can get them anytime time they want. And
2: a lot of goofballs running Democrat cities, and and we see where that's put us. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, coming up at the final hour of the radio program, uh, Joe Biden continues to... Uh, demoralize us continues to lie to us uh, a while back he said he was gonna release the strategic petroleum reserves He's gonna do it He's gonna lower the price of gas and all that well it turns out uh, the US government is sending that oil our oil to bring down gas for us to the Netherlands India and China and more leaving soon also the Biden economy on the way and there's a war in Texas On the border, they've declared it against Joe Biden's policies. All of that is on the way. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Have you guys signed up for Stamps.com yet? Well, time is money, and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer saves you money on the process so you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy stamps.com gives you access to all post office and ups shipping services you might need from your computer and to get discounts you won't find anywhere else all you need is a computer standard printer no specials supplies or equipment stop overpaying for shipping with stamps.com sign up with the promo code newsmax at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com.
1: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show, and there is a ton of stuff to get to. Including, did you hear that uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash have decided that they're going to go back to Spotify after yanking their music from the platform because they wanted to protest Joe Rogan? Because, you know, Joe Rogan is uh, whatever, uh, racist, right supremacist or something or whatever. Anyway, uh, they decided they'd pull their, uh, their music and, and they hoped that a lot of people would follow them. Uh, Cause you know, hey, listen, I'm I'm against Joe Rogan, and uh, and you know he talks about COVID, and he talks about vaccines, and he he did uh, his own treatment, and he took uh, hydroxychloroquine like billions of people around the world have. Let's go ahead and pull our music, everybody. Who's with me? And they ran away from Spotify, and nobody came with them. So they just kind of casually walked back and said, uh, "Can we uh, put our stuff back on?" Spotify, please. What? I'm sorry, you didn't. You just leave Spotify because of Joe. I no, know, I no, know, I no, know, But uh, you know, our fans need access to our music. Is what it is, and we feel like they're being. And we're going broke, and we're really old. Uh but uh, you know, anyway. I went to the gym the other day, and I, I was like, you know, uh, I was listening to Rage Against the Machine and Five Finger Death Punch and Metallica and all this, and I was like, you know what, this workout needs right now a little uh, "Teach Your Children Well" by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. That's what it really needs. And then the feeling went away, and I went on to the next selection by uh, Rage Against the Machines. So there you go. There you go. There's that. Oh, 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 oh. The, uh, the FDA has suspended the Juul ban. The Juul, it's J-U-U-L. And uh, Juul is one of these vaping products. Uh, I've got a son who vapes. Not happy about it. But, you know, he's an adult, so what the hell. So anyway, I don't know why the, uh, the uh, FDA went after Juul's. Why they were different, but apparently that has been, uh, you know, suspended for now. So the once hot vape company said the FDA's decision to block sales of its products is extraordinary, unlawful, citing among other things the agency's authorization of a similar e-cigarette products made by other manufacturers. And of course, that's true. I never understood it, but I'm sure there's some sort of there's got to be some sort of politics or some money involved. I'm thinking maybe. Never been a vapor. Never been a vapist. I said to my son the other day, I said, you're a serial vapist. We didn't think that was funny. Yeah. Uh, we all have our little uh, our little things that we're addicted to, right? Mine's coffee. Coffee. Oh, Black Live. Black uh, this is oddly, this wasn't even meant to be a segue, but uh, Black. Jeez black, Louise. Black Rifle Coffee. Thank God they're not a sponsor yet. <clears throat> Are you listening to that sales department? Get black coffee, please. I'll do it just for the coffee. Dallas Cowboys have been facing backlash on uh, social media for recent marketing agreement with the gun-themed Black Rifle Coffee Company. You know, because there was a mass shooting on Monday, so you can't drink coffee that is named Black Rifle Coffee because, you know... Actually, it's stupid. So, whatever. Anyway, um, uh, please welcome America's Coffee. Come to America's Team. The Cowboys uh, said while linking uh, to the contest sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee. Apparently, this got some people butt hurt around the country because, you know, there was a shooting, and shooting involved guns, and guns can be rifles, and the coffee company is called Black Rifle Coffee. So, uh. Social media users were not buying the Dallas Cowboys patriotic endorsement of Black Rifle Coffee in the wake of the Highland Park shooting. Oh, you know what? Bite me. Uh, for those of you who love Black R- Rifle Coffee, uh, just go ahead and buy twice as much for the idiots who have a problem with it. And by the way, the only people who have a problem with that right there have never tasted Black Rifle Coffee, wouldn't drink Black Rifle Coffee if if, if they were given to it free. The, honestly, seriously, what commie lib driving a a freaking Prius with a coexist spilled in religious symbols on the back bumper is going to get a coffee, uh, you know, a black rifle coffee. Really? Oh, point of personal privilege. Uh, yesterday I was at Walmart, did a little shopping at Wally World yesterday. I actually saw something go down in price for the first time in months. It was the uh, Walmart generic mustard. I-, I wish I were kidding. It, they priced it down to a dollar eighteen from a dollar twenty eight. And then I saw over here in the freezer section uh, a whole bunch of leftover uh, Pride edition um, Great Value ice cream. It was the uh, for Pride Month, which was last month, a lot, of, a lot of corporations literally fell all over themselves to pander to uh, what they perceive as uh, groups that are underrepresented, you know, like that. And so they, they created all these products. I saw gay Skittles at Walmart. I saw gay T-shirts for kids, Pride T-shirts. I don't care. Whatever. Get what you want. I don't care. I don't care but it's little it's ungodly pandery during pride month that you'd release a, a group of products for gay people because most gay people probably look at it and go you know really um i don't think i'll just get the cookies and cream over here because this is really stupid and pandery. but yeah they had a, a whole i took a picture of it i put it on my social media uh there was a whole bunch of leftover uh great value celebration pride ice cream which is apparently uh, ostensibly gay ice cream i suppose or, or you know whatever the other genders and stuff you belong but it's a white chocolate with brownies and cherries how is that gay uh, you know how is that gay i mean if you're going to like make it for white people it'd be vanilla ice cream plain vanilla i guess maybe right but, uh, so, you, I, assuming they're going to start marking that down. It doesn't sound terrible. I mean, white chocolate flavored ice cream with brownies and cherries. Not my, cho- I'm not a big cherries and ice cream fan, but they had a bunch of it left over with also the, the gay Skittles. they had the, And they already have the rainbow. I don't want do you want? Skittles. Jeez, please. Hey, did you know that uh, uh, the President of the United States unleashed our, uh, our strategic oil reserves to bring down the price of fossil fuels and uh, petroleum because he drove the price of petroleum through the ceiling by restricting uh, uh, drilling on our lands and he made us energy dependent again. Our friend Jim Gossett came up with this because Joe Biden sent $5 million to other people while our gas prices did nothing. Five million barrels. Five million. Five million barrels of oil. Everybody polka. Of what
1: Biden sent them. Uh-huh. It makes your blood want to
13: boil the reserve he raided and light about his true
2: intent. Usually, on a Pilker fan.
13: I stole five million barrels. Five million. Overseas, they went. Five million barrels. Five billion Joe Biden took. Send some. To China. Oh, the China! Because he is their favorite crook Intended for our nation Instead it went to Italy
11: Biden sent five million barrels And he screwed you
13: and
2: me Pretty much! That is Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's. Here's the president of the United States uh, because, uh, you know, gas prices went uh, up by over a dollar before uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. And he's using uh, Russia, Ukraine as an excuse for his anti-anti-fossil fuel agenda that everybody knows about. Here's the president. He's going to save us about a month ago by giving us our strategic oil reserve.
13: So today I'm laying out a two-part plan not only to ease the pain that families are feeling right now, but to end this era of dependence and uncertainty and to lay a new foundation for true and lasting American energy independence. Parenthetically, just imagine if, in fact, Europe didn't have to count on Russian oil.
2: Okay. Uh, President Doofy, by the way, uh, Joe Biden on April 21st announced the largest ever release from oil in the strategic petroleum reserves in a bid to reduce soaring energy prices and help us out, Right. The move put a million additional barrels on the market per day on average every day. will continue for six months. Problem? In June, more than five million barrels were exported to Europe and Asia despite the record price highs in the United States. So we're depleting our strategic petroleum reserves to bail out other countries, and you got passed over. Kind of like what's happening at the border. Yeah, you're being bent over at the border. We'll get to that in a few because Texas is declaring war on the Biden administration and what's happening on the border. I love it. Philip 66 shipped about 470,000 barrels of sour crude from Texas to Trieste, Italy. Atlanta Trading and Marketing, an arm of the French oil major, Total Energy, sent 1.12 million barrels. Cargos of oil were also sent to the Netherlands, India, and China. And more will leave in July. So this is the freaking president's idea. This is essentially what we would be doing if we were energy independent. This would be the addition to what we can use being sent abroad and sold abroad. But Joe Biden shut down exploration, shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, made us energy dependent again, and then, to add insult to injuries, a slap in the face to you and me, he sends the the oil, our oil, your strategic oil reserve for emergencies to other countries and you continue to suffer. Here is, uh, let me see, I've got, uh, I think I've got Jean-Pierre, I've got Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked about the oil reserves and of course saying absolutely Uh, nothing.
8: There's a Reuters report um, out this morning that says that more than five million barrels of oil that were released from the emergency oil reserves were exported to Europe and Asia last month and some of it reportedly was actually heading to China. Uh, is the administration aware of those reports and um, you know, does, it, does the president mind some of this oil that was meant to?
2: After all it is policy and it was a decision made
8: by the White House. Uh, ease paying for consumers is headed overseas.
4: I have not seen that report.
8: So uh, you're full of crap.
4: So I would honestly have to go look into it and see
2: what what the truth is what i really mean is that i'm going to take your question cuz i mean wow you found this out holy crap i've got to go figure out what i'm going to say after i consult some people but in the meantime i'll act ignorant in
4: that in i mean yeah that uh, statement that you just laid out and see exactly what's happening i i just have not seen that report all,
2: right. uh, all right we've got uh, pete boot edge edge he he laughed about the gas crisis in the country uh we'll get to that in a second your phone calls don you hold on dennis you hold on we right with you in a second you're listening to the rob carson show
1: driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day it's the rob carson show
14: would
6: there be any place for fossil fuels including coal and fracking in a biden administration
13: no we would we would work it out we would make sure it's eliminated no more drilling on federal lands no more drilling including offshore No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill,
2: period. I don't understand where this uh, whole uh, thinking that maybe Joe Biden and his administration are uh, completely responsible for our oil uh, dependence and the price of gas. Oh, no, actually, of course, it's it's by design. And if you don't know that, uh, you're a doofus. I'll just be kind. J.P. Morgan sees uh, stratospheric $380 oil on worst-case Russian cut. Global oil prices could reach stratospheric $380 a barrel if the U.S. and European penalties prompt Russia to inflict retaliatory crude output cuts. There you go. So it's a threat that very well could come true, actually. All right? Group of seven nations are hammering out a complicated mechanism to cap the price fetched by Russian oil in a bid to tighten the screws on Vladimir Putin's war machine in Ukraine. But given Moscow's uh, robust fiscal position, the nation could afford to slash daily crude production by 5 million barrels without excessively damaging the economy, which of course means that the group of seven will probably go ahead and do it anyway, and we'll all end up with three hundred eighty thousand dollar per barrel oil and minimum ten dollar gas in our country and the price of everything continuing its upward trajectory here is the transportation secretary now it's kinda weird our transportation secretary who is the transportation secretary who uh, only his only connection to uh, transportation is that he rode a train in college once I wish I were kidding all of you who are in the transportation sector, sector maybe you build roads. Uh, maybe you engineer roads. Maybe you drive a train. Maybe you uh, you work at a, one of those big train switching stations and you sit in the tower up there and, you, and all that. Uh, guess what? This little dweeb, this little, uh, this little millennial fop is uh, our transportation secretary and thus far hasn't done D-word for Richard about our problems. That's why your car dealerships are all empty. There's no new cars. Meanwhile, there are brand new, literally south of me, 600 brand new Fords sitting a lot without a computer chip. And I've heard right now they've got 20, 21 F Ford 150s. When they get the chips, they're going to have to discount them dramatically because uh, that's last year's truck. So the trucks are a year old with no mileage on them. They're new, but they're used. There you go. Uh-huh. See what's going on there. Here's uh, here's the transportation secretary. I'm thinking of the reason why he uh, he runs from every ounce of responsibility with regard to the transportation that he's supposed to be overseeing is because he's uh, he's transphobic. He's a tra- he's afraid of transportation.
11: Of aggression and destabilized uh, so much of the world economy when they did. Uh, but hey, he's going to blame it on Putin. For the wait a minute, the second half that. of that
13: increase started prior to the first Russian soldiers arriving near Ukraine. You can't blame it all
2: on the Ukraine. And if you could, then why didn't you? Right. right. What about the other half? Well, that. Yeah, was, well, what about the other half? No, that, that's that, uh, that's that, a pretty that, important well, half. Well, <laughs> hey, what about uh, making us energy uh, uh, dependent again? There, a peat booty gig. Yeah, but, but, but that, that half, half look, before we had run
13: up. Your administration has blamed this. On the, the, the you know the war and that was certainly a big factor, but gas prices had gone up 50 percent already before the war. So to me, that's half yeah. of the blame, not all of the blame.
11: Yeah, and what's I what I
2: okay, uh, so so your problem I and mean, just go out and buy a, you know a new electric car. It was funny I was in the uh, uh, parking lot at the gym and I walked out and there was a preachy uh, uh, virtue signaling BMW electric car there. And I don't know what, it was, some smug, smartass, you know, I've got an electric car and you don't kind of thing. And, and I did a little uh, viral video and um, the idiot who drives that is preaching to me about why, you know, he's superior to me morally because he has an electric car. Um, we have a coal fired plant south of Kansas City that runs the entire city. So that little uh, BMW electric car is run on coal. Thank you very much, Dawn in Baltimore. Hello there, Dawn, and welcome to the Rob Carson show. Dawn is a, a bargain hunter right here. Hello, Dawn. What's up?
6: Hi I, I just wanted to tell you I was in Dollar Tree yesterday. Do you know yes. what the Dollar Tree is? Oh God, yes. So everything there is a dollar. Used to be a dollar before. Used to be yeah. office. Now it's all a dollar twenty five. Well, they had a book bin um, where you come in the door, and yes. I looked to see what was on sale, and James Comey book. James Comey's book was in there. A dollar <laughs> twenty-five.
2: Yeah, and you know and what? Also, they, they'll have to discount it there. Go ahead.
6: <laughs> and also, Mika Brzezinski, Is that how you say her name? Yes. You know yes. Her book was there as well, so that's what people yeah. think of their books. I just thought yeah. I'd share because you were talking they're go- about. They're the going to move
2: them back. Flowers. They're going to move them back, Dawn, from the front display to the toilet paper aisle. That's that's why they'll get rid of. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, Todd. Let's go to Dennis in Ridgely, Maryland. Hello there, uh, Dennis. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hello, hey, what's up?
13: Hey, Rob, man. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, everybody knows that Trump filled up the the petroleum reserves when he was in office. Filled them yep. completely up because the oil was so cheap. And he, yep. I can remember what he said. This is a no brainer. You'd be a fool not to buy it. Yep. I can remember that, and oh, oh, how many? Hey, the first check or the second check that they sent to Ukraine, the cash pile of cash was it forty six billion or forty two billion? I, I don't. I know thought what it the was, number was.
2: It was forty four. The second round of cash to Ukraine was forty four billion. And did you that, notice, that, Dennis? Dennis, Dennis, go ahead.
13: Yeah, what I'm getting at is. Uh, the January 6th thing, they're, they're acting like they were just terrorized and beat down and, oh, my God, this happened, that happened, and they stayed right there. But when the, one of them checks went over, does anybody remember that they showed up in an active war zone? For some odd reason. Was I to get my bank account
2: number out and That's what I said. I said to, for- I said to Nancy Pelosi when I saw Nancy yep. Pelosi, she went exactly over there and I said, right. Wouldn't it be easier? Just get your account number and routing number.
13: <laughs> she went right there and that's I know. what they did. Hey, active war zone in a foreign country I know. But we got hey, we getting getting our blank handed to us in Washington D C. Now what you need to do is have your blank handed to you in Washington DC and all over this country.
2: It's coming in November, my brother. It's coming.
13: Let me tell you something. The broom is coming. You hear that sweep in the background? It's coming, babe.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. We're beyond, uh, I hate to be untoward, but, uh, you know, because uh, I don't want to be vulgar. You know, somebody told me the other day, uh, Rob, your show is increasingly vulgar. I'm like, well, first of all, you're using the word vulgar, which means you're probably really old. And, uh, you know, like my mom. My mom used to say, you know, we don't listen to Red Fox because his music is vulgar. His, song, or his uh, routines are vulgar. I'm like, really? He's vulgar? Because I said D word for Richard. Is that vulgar? Anyway, so uh, vulgar. But I'm going to just say, uh, you know, things are kind of uh, sucking right now. That's what I'm trying to say. A little bit more on this. And then the war on Biden's border policy is happening in Texas finally. And I support it. Wholeheartedly, that's on the way. You're listening to the Rob Carson show. So uh, bizarre new trend around the country. Uh, you know, with all the all the uh, issues that we have going. Uh, in the country with uh, teaching children sex and sexuality in school and CRT and all this nonsense and kids being terrified about the end of the earth because of climate change and all that stuff. A bizarre new trend sees large groups of young men. Are you ready for this? Young teenage men dressing up in formal wear or suits, going to see the movie Minions, The Rise of Gru. And sitting there in their formal wear, wearing dark suits and ties, attending screenings of the movie in several viral videos shared on the social media app. I guess it's TikTok or something. Uh, The men, usually teenagers, join their friends to descend upon local cinemas in their finest clothes. They walk in sto- stoically in file, in file, and ride escalators in formation, showing no emotion as they make their ways through shopping centers to the nearest Minion screening. Once inside the, s- the cinema and viewing the film, they sit together in a row, throwing Minion symbols with their hands and showing their appreciation by clapping. I know these kids need to be medicated. They need seriously. They need ADD, ADHD meds, maybe even antipsychotic, and certainly antidepressants. The idea behind the trend is simply that it's amusing for viewers to see formally attired young men appearing to take a f- children's film so seriously. And see, that's where, like, it's the glory of being a, a young man. You do st- silly stuff like this, it's funny. And I love it. But they're being banned, and apparently they clap, and, you know, it might be a little rowdy, apparently. Cinemas are banding. They call themselves gentle minions. Uh, rowdy behavior. Nothing like, I don't know, a shooting up a mall or, you know, a massive fight in a movie theater, which we've seen. Uh, you know, things like that. People watching other people get pummeled and videotaping it. Due to recent disturbances following the gentle minions trend, any group of guests in formal attire will be refused entry for showings of minions, the rise of Gru*. Thank you. That according to one theater owner. I think it's great. If I owned a theater, I would have a special Minions, Gentle Minions showing of the movie. Hell yeah. Hey, Kamala Harris... Uh, has not been a very good border czar. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. She was put in front of the boy, in charge of the border like a year ago, and it is the worst breach of the border in American and world history. Guatemalan President Alejandro Giamete has not spoken to Vice President Harris since January. And he says that greater communication is needed between Guatemala and the United States to address the country's ongoing immigration crisis. Apparently, they had a phone conversation in January. wasn't focused on, immig- on, on immigration or migration. She told me she didn't want to appoint me, uh, appoint my attorney general. We didn't uh, talk about human trafficking. That was the only time I spoke to her since she went to Guatemala, and the topic was not immigration. So um, she doesn't give a rat's behind about it. She was put in charge of the border to preside over its destruction. I do believe, absolutely, that was her job. And she's done a hell of a job at it. Kenny County, Texas, declared the existence of an invasion along the Texas border with Mexico. The declaration calls on Texas Governor Greg Abbott to also acknowledge the existence of an invasion on our border with Mexico. Five other counties spoke in support of Kenny County's declaration. It's time for states to declare war on the invasion that is happening to our country. The invasion that is a threat to our sovereignty and our safety and is causing the death of thousands and thousands and thousands of Americans and thousands of illegals coming across the border. Uh, We have a, uh, a, uh, I should say, a congressman, uh, Chip Roy, actually, of Texas, sounded off on this yesterday. Here he is talking about uh, the invasion and the declaration.
14: Because what they're doing right here is doing what the Attorney General of Arizona did and what the Attorney General of Texas needs to do, which is recognize an invasion.
2: This is going to work until we uh, take back both houses of Congress and impeach and remove Joe Biden from office and yes i'm being serious
14: an invasion of the state of texas that is undermining our security risking the health and well-being of texans allowing fentanyl to pour into our schools and communities for texans to die allow our ranches to get run over empowering cartels who are well armed along the border with their tentacles reaching into texas you damn right that's an invasion what else do you call it you want to sit back and hand ring and sit around and wrap yourselves around the axle about a definition of invasion when the people of Texas are experiencing an invasion. And the whole point here, why we're here is that these individuals have the courage to stand up and say it, formally, to formally declare what is true.
2: This is another indignity being served up to you. This is an indignity. This is the same as the Afghan withdrawal without your saying, just happened. This is the indignity of of saying, "Hey, man, if you make us energy dependent again, our prices are going to go through the ceiling." And and right now, I can't afford to put food on the table. And they say, "Well, it's not our fault. It's uh, Russia and uh, and uh, Ukraine." It's an indignity. They are breaching the border. It was the goal of the administration. It was the goal of the of the Obama administration to breach our border. This is the dream, one of the many tentacles of the dream of the class of 1968, and it's a further indignity after 107,000 people die of drug overdoses last year to say, hey, man, we're doing everything we can here. What they mean is we're doing everything we can to open the border to illegals. More from Chip Roy.
14: That is a matter of law. The aforementioned facts, which they outlined, outlined, constitute, among other things, an invasion of Kinney County, Texas, as the term invasion is used in Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution, Article 4, Section 7 of the Texas Constitution. That is what is happening. I was at Eagle Pass just this morning, meeting with Border Patrol, I was on the Rio Grande.
2: How would you feel if uh, you just woke up one day and you walked into your backyard and there were three dead, rotting corpses in your backyard? One propped up against a tree with a birth certificate, one being picked apart by buzzards, another in a, in a milk crate buried in a shallow grave. Well, that happened to one ranch last month.
14: I was up with about roughly 450 individuals, mostly when I was talking to them from Cuba, Venezuela, Colombia, all coming up, walking up to Border Patrol, and getting what?
2: I thought that Kamala Harris was going to get to the root cause of this, and those are the countries involved
14: put in buses, and then being sent to a processing facility to be released into the United States.
2: And let's talk about fentanyl.
14: But what's really happening is that all of those Border Patrol agents are processing people, undermining our law, releasing them to the United States unlawfully, illegally, which is why Mayorkas should be impeached. Yep. And then distracting Border Patrol from being able to do their job of patrolling the river, allowing fentanyl and terror...
2: You want to talk about uh, people who are demoralized. Our Border Patrol... And ICE agents, you've got idiots in Congress saying that ICE needs to be abolished. They literally, are, they're watching their job. They're watching, they're unable to do anything. You know what it's like to have a job like that and be told you can't do your job, particularly as law enforcement, and then know what's going to happen as a result of this policy?
14: actors and dangerous actors to come up and pour into the United States. 107,000 dead Americans from opioid overdoses and poisonings fentanyl, an NFL star, fentanyl poisoning, a college star, fentanyl poisoning. I
2: would venture to say that in some parts of the country, knowing someone or a family that had someone die of uh, fentanyl overdose would be more common than finding someone or someone in a family who died exclusively of COVID.
14: West Point Cadets, fentanyl poisoning. What do you
12: need to see?
2: And one more cut from uh, Chip Roy about our country's sovereignty being breached. You know, they talk about, oh, yeah, the invasion of the Capitol. That was worse. That was the worst invasion since uh, the, the War of 1812, since 1865. We've never had an invasion like this,
14: Ever not enough razor wire not enough container stores and not enough dps troopers in the world to stop a federal government refusing to do its fundamental job to defend a sovereign nation we should declare an invasion we should as texas turn people away and do what is necessary to secure our communities because as the judge said
2: it's time to say no
14: we support our communities and protect our communities first protect texas and then the federal government should be doing its job under the constitution to reinforce that
2: we're not stupid we're not stupid. All of these indignities that we suffer and that the mainstream media and big social media and the Democrat party rubs in your face, they know what's going on, but they have their buddies in big social media and the mainstream media who will cover for them so they can suffer upon you the indignity of saying, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no problem at the border." The other day Corinne Jeanpierre said that the border's closed. That's how stupid they think you are. That's an indignity. I think we're done with the indignities. What do you think? 79% of adults believe the American economy is in bad condition. Democrats are contributing to that view. Huh. So the White House is saying, they're saying you got there's, more, there's all sorts of money and savings and everything, people put some money away, and jobs are doing great, you know, and all that, because you know why the jobs? There's more people in the workforce because they have to work two jobs or three jobs to pay the bills. They're not even living paycheck to paycheck anymore. They're putting money on credit. They're living on gas cards. They're living on whatever. 37% of Democrats last year, and 60 per, 68% of Republicans described the national economy as poor. In the latest survey, that 37 of Democrats went to 67%. Republicans went from 68 to 90%. Yeah. By the way, the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's GDP tracker recorded a, a 2.1% drop of the nation's GDP on Thursday, marking another quarter of declines. It suggests that we're already in a, in a recession. Well, no kidding. No kidding. Desperate American families have used $114 billion of their rainy day savings to cope with soaring inflation, despite Biden saying they're saving more than ever. Americans are dipping into their pandemic savings to deal with inflation. New report reveals that personal savings rate below the average of the last decade. Earlier this month, Joe Biden claimed that since he took office, families are carrying less debt and have more savings. Who's believing that now? Who is believing that now? And, according to Gallup, 87% of us today think America's on the wrong track. Joe Biden has a 31% approval. Independence, 19% approval. Yeah, you know, because uh, obviously you don't know what you're you're reading here. Listen to Joe Biden. He knows better. All of these things that you're hearing are are just hearsay. They're not real. Now, what's real is is saying, getting a text from your significant other saying, we got $150 till next Friday. Be really careful with our money because I don't think we're going to make it. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
1: Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: You know, it's really amazing. A couple of things. First of all, I noticed this yesterday. and posted it on all my social media. Uh, isn't it odd that the uh, mainstream media is no longer pursuing the infantile uh, storyline of Joe Biden and how much he likes ice cream? Have you noticed that it's summer? We're in the height of ice cream season. Last summer, it was like, oh, my God, the dear leader has stopped at an ice cream store. And look at the wonderful ice cream that he is buying. Oh, all hail the dear leader. Make it the official ice cream of the land. Uh, no stories on ice cream now. Yeah. Things are kind of soured on the mainstream media and Joe Biden because, you know, he's doing a terrible job. And then last week we had this big uh, January 6th hearing, the biggest thing in the whole world. And, and Cassidy Hutchinson, she's this 25-year-old, uh, 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 tw- well, 23-year-old time uh, when the January 6th happened. And, and she had all this inside information. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump grabbed the wheel of the beast and, uh, and uh, j- you know, all this stuff and, and threw a plate at a wall and left ketchup on it and all that. And uh, nobody's talking about it this week. Cassidy Hutchinson, her name was going to be, uh, her quotes from the trial were going to be engraved in granite in Washington, D.C. for for decades. And, uh, you know, she just kind of went away. I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Here's our January 6th hearing. Theme There's songs.
10: no trial like a show trial, like no trial that I know. Cassidy Hutchinson's whistling a different Everything tune. Everything about it is deceiving. The January 6th committee lies. A bunch of crap that no one is believing The tales they're weaving Nobody buys They're not talking about it this There's week
5: no people but Joe's people Who'd fall for this lame show
10: Adam Schiff's a liar who's been caught before Kimzinger is a major bore Liz Cheney won't be in the Congress anymore bye his trial and for show yes this trial is our show.
2: yeah Jim Gossett two s's and two T's so uh, text messages revealed that the January 6th committee witness Cassidy Hutchinson called the uh, January 6th committee BS. February the 1st, she sent a text seeking help from the First Amendment Fund, a group started by the American Conservative Union that helps Trump officials cover legal costs related to the sham January 6th investigations. Well, that's interesting. Peter Navarro, he's, he's almost bankrupt because the Biden administration has gone after him and, and Roger Stone and Katie McFarland, it appears. Hutchinson had uh, quite a different attitude toward the committee prior to her appearance at the emergency hearing last week, she didn't get any help from the uh, from the group. She said, "This is Cassidy Hutchinson. Kind of a random question, but do you still work for the Schlaps at the ACU?" The person responded, "Yeah." Hutchinson said, do you happen to know uh, about the First Amendment fund, POC, I could reach out to? A person of contact. I was subpoenaed in early November, but the committee waited to serve me until last week after Biden's deposition. I had to accept service because the U.S. Marshals came to my apartment last Wednesday, but I haven't made contact with the committee. I'm just on a tight timeline and just try to figure out what my options are to deal with this BS. So U.S. Marshals came to her apartment and obviously uh, threatened her by them being there, and she approached this organization for help. They couldn't give her help, so she decided to, uh, I guess, get some sort of a deal for no further harassment from the Jan 6 Committee. That's the only thing I can infer because she changed her tune. She was under, and as a 25-year-old woman in Washington, D.C., I could see where being 23 during January the 6th and uh, having U.S. Marshals come to your home You might be a little uh, intimidated, so intimidated that you might change your tune and turn your loyalties to somebody else. It is kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Let's take a break, I should say, come back and wrap things up right after this. Don't go anywhere. By the way, uh, Mark Hamill, he played Luke Skywalker, has villainized parents who want to adopt kids. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, in past abortion arguments, liberals would claim that conservatives would uh, not weigh in on Roe v. Wade because they were allegedly not willing to adopt children. However, there were 36 couple... Couples, many of whom are infertile, waiting for every baby that's placed up for adoption. Now, uh, by the way, Hamill put up an image featuring uh, a comic book villain, the Joker, and Harley Quinn with the words, uh, We will adopt your baby. It's kind of ironic he's so anti, anti-adoption since his character, Luke Skywalker, was raised by his aunt and uncle. Yeah, did you know that this the, the, apparently uh, Anakin Skywalker was dad? Dad no longer around. It's kind of kind of stupid, you know. You don't have to have reverence for Mark Hamill for a role he played in the movie forty-five years ago. Even if you're a Star Wars fan, you don't. He could still be an idiot, and he is. Time to go, guys. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys, uh, your families, the victims in uh, in Illinois, and the unborn. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.